Good morning, Restoration Church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Restoration Church, or whoever you are out there, whether you are near to Christ or far, we're glad that you're here this morning. Would you please stand as we begin our time of work? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you may stay seated. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. My name is Abe Allum. I am the worship leader here at Restoration, and this is Wendell Rollerson, and he does everything else besides the t uh, preaching, although he does that too sometimes. Um, we'd like to begin with a time of worship, and we hope that you would sing along with us. Abby has posted links to the lyrics in, I believe, the comments of this Facebook live feed, so please... Um, Please sing along. Please worship with us. It is really encouraging to me when I hear the congregation sing while I'm singing. Um, and I, I can't hear any of that now, so I would, I'm just as encouraged to know that you guys are singing along. Our first song is called, Oh Our Lord. So oh, 
song we'd like to sing is a new one, a new old song. It's called How Can I Keep From Singing? And with, with everything that's going on, I, I thought it was a very appropriate song. And it has the same kind of message as it is well. The first verse says, my life flows on an endless song above earth's lamentation and while we we share in the world's lament and we serve the world throughout its lament in this crisis the next line affirms something that's true for us as believers it says i hear the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation we know that we are a new creation in Christ. Paul tells us the old is gone and the new is here. And what that means is that we can live and renew joy day by day in spite of the world's circumstances. 
as long as we depend on him. And so if you're experiencing crisis right now, if you're experiencing anxiety, just lean on Christ as we sing this song together.
pray together. Dear Lord, great and awesome God, above every circumstance of life, our refuge, our strong tower, Lord, we may not be comfortable right now. We know that you live and that you're with us. We know that you are always with us. God, I'm just praying for anyone and everyone listening to this live stream this morning that they would know that you are with them. Whether they are near to you, whether they've walked with you for years, or whether this live stream is the first time they've ever really had an encounter with the living God. Your word tells us in Acts 17 that God, everything that he does, is that so we would seek him, perhaps find him, for he's not far from any one of us. So Lord, in this, in this time where some of us feel like you're just far away, reassure us. Restoration Church, reassure your neighbor. God, give us the strength to reassure our neighbor. Give us the strength to be your church as you want us to be. Thank you for everyone tuning in this morning. Thank you for everyone serving this morning, Lord. Thank you to everyone who's working in the service industry right now, God. Thank you for the health professionals, for the doctors, the nurses, the staff there working tirelessly. I just pray, Lord, that your, your hand of wisdom would be upon them. God, that this virus would just be wiped away, Lord. That's what I'm praying. That's what we're asking for in Jesus' name, Lord. We're also asking for your peace, for your comfort. We're asking for your power in the world, Lord. And if anybody doubts that your power is in the world, Lord, I I just pray that they would know we can't see the forest from the trees, but we know that you are working even now. And 
So what, whatever end comes to this virus, whatever end comes to our worry and our anxiety, we know, Lord, that you're working. We know that you're working, and we know it could be worse. We also know that we have a blessed assurance in you, God, that no matter what happens, even in death, Lord, we have confidence that you will protect us, that you will save us, and that we'll have everlasting peace with you, no matter what happens. God, it's in Jesus' name I pray this morning. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Uh, I'd like to now introduce your pastor, Anthony Orzo. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, that introduction Abe, made me feel more important than I really am, actually, so thank, thank you for that. Uh, let me just say again, welcome to Restoration Church's live stream today. If this is the first time you have ever worshipped with us, or if you've been with us for the past 10 years, we are very thankful to have you here this morning. And I have a handful of things that I want to mention to you before uh, Wendell Rollison is actually going to share a little bit of uh, some truth from God's Word with you this morning. I want to kind of highlight a couple of important things that have been going on in the life of our church and certainly are going on in the life of our church. First, I really do pray that last week we spoke from 2 Timothy 1.7, and it has been my prayer for all of you and my prayer that you have been praying that we would be the types of people who were not dominated by fear or anxiety, but as Paul told Timothy, we would be the types of people who trust in God, and our trust in God leads us to this place where we function from a sound mind. And so I just want to reiterate what I've said to you before. That is, we want to have faith and hope in Jesus, and we want to trust science and listen to the local authorities. And so what is going to be happening with Restoration over these next weeks is we will be sort of custom designing worship environments like this and things throughout the week so that we can stay connected as a body, but also uh, not, not lose the sort of love and care that we have together as a body. So we want to point out, or at least I want to point out, two things this morning. Uh, the first is right now, I think more than ever, our world is probably thankful for technology and the fact that we can from from the offices of restoration, which I often joke and say is the front office of my house, we can literally gather together on a Sunday morning like this. Technology is a wonderful thing, but I want you to know that the Bible teaches us something that is equally as important as this this sort of beautiful way we have that we can connect with each other through technology. In fact, I would say it's more important. Even if we were unable to gather like this, the true definition of the church is that we are together even when we are scattered. So think about this. What the Bible teaches us about the church is it's not just a building or a place. It actually is a, a people. And what is amazing about the work of the Holy Spirit is that even when we're not connected like this on Sunday or throughout the week, we are bound together by the grace and the truth and the blood of Jesus, sealed in the Holy Spirit. So the truth is, is while we might feel separated at times, we are never separated. And so I pray that that truth, that you are one with your brother and sister in Jesus, dominates your minds and your hearts over these next days. And it certainly will be informing what we do here on the weekends. And so with that said, I want to just encourage you to know that we are here to support you this time in the same way that you are here to support us. And so I want to point out a couple of important things. If you have a need, we've created various ways for you to communicate this to us. 
you can email us, you can call the office, you can message us, uh, you can even private message us on Facebook. We are doing our best to make sure everybody is cared for. We've developed sort of oversight care groups to make sure that this is happening. But if we miss something, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. The second thing I want to say is that if you have a neighbor, and this was equally as important when Jesus was asked to summarize the law in its entirety, that big fat book we call the Old Testament, he summarized it in essentially two sentences. He said, we love God and our neighbors as ourselves." And so if you have needs uh, or your neighbors have needs, if there are ways we can support you in that, uh, please let us know. We want to be behind you during this time. And I also want to ask you to do what has already begun happening, is to share your stories with us. It's been amazing talking to several people in our church this week about the ways that God is not only working in their lives, but the ways that he's given them opportunity to serve their neighbor. And so we don't just want this to be sort of a replication of what we do on the weekends. What we really want to have happen during this time is, is for us to be able to share all of the tenets of the body of Christ, the truth of Jesus, our gospel, in community for the sake of the mission. And so call us, email us, text us, whatever. If God is working, we want to be able to share some of this with all of the other people right now that won't hear that unless we actually do it like this or you personally communicate them. And we want to be creative over these next weeks. We're hoping, uh, following guidelines, of course, to have folks share testimonies. And we don't just want you having worship and a sermon, although those are important and you'll have that today. We want you to see that the larger body of Christ uh, is is working even beyond our technological points when they stop. The church will move past and continue to move forward when we turn this live stream off here. Now, two other quick things that I want to say to you is to support you through this time, what we're going to be also doing this week is releasing some kids' stuff, meaning a lot of times when you come to church with us, your kids are actually in an environment where they are also being discipled. So throughout the week, we're going to put up some devotionals and some information that can help you to bring uh, discipling rhythms to your family. So be looking for that on our Facebook page. And we're also going to implement a weekly devotional sometime around Wednesday. We're still sort of in the process of sorting this out, but you can probably expect this week that on Wednesday, somebody from our body will have just a couple of minutes of interaction with you at a time like this. We hope to have that midweek contact. So there are lots of ways we can support you, and we want to continue to do that, but we want you to remember let a sound mind and a trust in God be what defines your, uh, your actions over these next days. So take care of your family, obviously, but certainly remember God has given you the call and the command to love your neighbor. Now, with that said, I already gave a sermon when there's another one coming behind me. Wendell is sitting here laughing at me. Uh, I want to introduce to you, if you do not know Wendell, Wendell is on our governance team. He helps to oversight our whole church. He is in charge of operations. Uh, he is an incredible friend to our family and an integral part of, of our church in this world. And so today he is going to share some truths with you and encouragements from, um, from God's word. And so I pray now that you tune your heart's attention into him over these next moments. Wendell. Well, what's up, everybody? No. How's everybody doing? Um, you, if you know me, you know I'm a very active, just crazy person. So you can go and put some little ha-has or LOLs if I tell a stupid joke. Or, no, just show some love that I'm there. It's all good. Okay, um, I want to start out with a story, which is true, a real true story. Those are the best kind. Um, when Laura and I met uh, in 2012, we met at a camp. And um, this camp, um, this first year, as far as I understand, Laura was kind of the camp crush. And a few of the campers and 
a lot of the staff members at the end of the night when we all get together we'd all talk about you know the other girls i'm sure they did the same thing but uh we would you know everybody would talk about laura and one night we had this 80s night and everybody had to dress up like they're back in 1980 or some you know year in that decade and after that night everybody was talking about laura so you know it was like a big thing to see who could you know get her attention and she didn't even know this so i think she's probably finding this out right now she's listening but um it was like a really big deal well as it turns out i won right so um that was fantastic and so um you know that next year that we went to camp because it was a six-week camp the next year that we went to camp her and i were you know kind of like getting ready to start dating and we, st we did start dating at that camp, but then there was another camp crush, because if you know anything about camp, there's a thing called camp goggles, and you have to have a crush on somebody. It's just the rules of camp. It's the way it goes. So this second year, there's another girl that became the camp crush. And since this is a real story, and these people might be listening, I don't know if any of my uh, Salvation Army friends are out there, but um, she was the camp crush, and everybody was, you know, like, oh, this girl, you know. But... Since I was, you know, digging Laura and she was digging me, it didn't really affect me as much as everybody else. Like when she came around, I could just have a conversation with her. When we went to dinner, she'd come around because it was on the huge cafeteria, the mess hall. And she'd walk around and be like, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. And it was fine because my attention was on Laura. Um, everybody else was freaking out about who could try to win her. It was kind of like a, you know, this is bad, but it's true. Uh, it was like a game almost to see who could try to win this girl's attention, you know, for a particular evening or event or that sort of thing. So um, it was a funny experience because the first year I was definitely nervous because, you know, I mean, I thought she was cute, obviously. But um, the second year, since it's a different girl and I was already taken care of, it didn't have that same effect. Now, I mean, I definitely saw her and she's an attractive girl. She's not Laura. But she's an attractive girl, and all of that, all those butterflies and like the competition and all of those, the things that caused nerves, they didn't really affect me. And we actually became kind of good friends, and we still are friends on social media. Um, so what's funny to me is that when you're taken care of, you don't have the worry, not because you're not, you're, you're away from it, because we were still together, I was still around her all the time. But because I had something else that I was looking forward to, which was not her, right? Um, this is the same thing as if, you, um, if you're going out to eat or going to a movie and you're, you're not sure how the movie's going to be and some people give good reviews and some people give bad reviews and you're like, oh man, I hope this movie's not bad. But then you realize you paid for the movie with a gift card or you go out to eat and you're like, I don't know if this food's expensive, I don't know, if I should, what, you know how I'm going to enjoy it. But then you realize you have a gift card and it's like, well, at the end of it, it doesn't really affect me because it's not coming out of my bank. It's no loss to me at all. If the food's terrible or crazy expensive or great. I mean, I don't want to have bad food. I don't want to go to a bad movie. But while I'm in it, it's not, it's not an expense to me, right? Okay, so I've noticed as I'm on the internet, um, two things. One are memes, a lot of memes. Um, but the second is all churches are giving a ton of like hope and throwing it out and saying, hey, you know, got a message for you today. Corona's terrible, COVID-19 is really bad, but hey, got a message for you. Um, and it's almost strange to me how joyful 
it is. It's like, man, everybody seems to just be so happy when not church type people are, you know, going crazy. Um, so I want to read a verse to you. This is First Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. It's going to kind of explain this real quick. So it says, Praise be to God and Father of... I'm sorry. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Um, and so the thing about this verse is that we have... Yeah, see, they're great. They're verses on the on the uh, website. Um, we have inheritance through the great mercy of God, and this inheritance is kept away from us. We don't get it yet. So, you know, as far as my analogy is concerned, Laura and I weren't married, right? But we were dating, and we had some assurance that, like, hey, man, we're we're on the same page here, right? Um, it wasn't full assurance. Like, she could have bro broken up with me at that time, or she just said, you know what, I like this guy. So it wasn't complete assurance. But I had an insurance that was kept away from me in the future that because I knew it was there, my, my current situation and circumstances, I wasn't affected like everybody else who didn't have that insurance. And I think that that's the main difference um, that I feel personally for sure. But I see when I look at, um, I, I, you know, if you guys know Lecrae, the rapper, um, he's been posting some stuff, some stuff from uh, another guy, Ty Trebet, that was so encouraging. Um, and I'm, I was thinking, and, and Pastor Anthony, he's, we've been talking a, a while ago, and he was, when I talked to him on the phone, he's just like, just, there's so much energy coming out of him, um, when there could be so much distress and, and anxiety and, and, you know, a fear. So I'm thinking like, what, what really is it that changes what that thing is? Because joy nowadays, a lot of times, it's kind of seen as happiness, right? And we all understand the difference between joy and happiness. Joy is a deep-rooted assurance where happiness is an emotion and it's a feeling. Um, and so I'm kind of careful with that word, even though it's the correct term that we have. But I think a way to think about it is more like sobriety, being sober. Um, and I think just like first responders, like a cop or a fireman, um, any, any first responder, whenever there is an emergency that happens, um, something has to uh, fire up in you other than fear um, that says, hey, I, I have an answer. I know what to do in this situation. Um, and it's not at all that they get excited by any of these terrible situations. So one, as Christians, we are definitely not excited about coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, just like a cop is not at all excited whenever he gets a domestic violence call. But there is you are sobered up and there's joy when you realize, hey, I have something that can be put in that, that situation and make it better, right? I can bring assurance to that situation. And I think that as Christians is what we have and what we have got to just 
champion every single day, um, regardless of what things we face, you know, because the same assurance is given to us. If we understand that, then we are not panicking. Um, I think I've been in a, a number of conversations about churches meeting and, and how to go about, you know, keeping a church family together, obviously with our own church, but with other churches. And there's not a panic about um, the American sense of church life, where we have, you know, Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, Wednesday midweek service, if you grew up as a traditional, you know, 90s Christian. That was like the tradition of how we went to church. Um, if that's all taken away, if everything that we have right now is being taken away, that does not change the inheritance that God gives us and has already given us, the assurance that we have. And so there's no panic in feeling like, what if we don't meet? What if we don't, you know, what if we don't, you know, it's like the assurance is on the inside. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and give you some things to be excited about looking forward, some reasons to trust God looking forward, um, and just to have hope. Okay, so I'm, this coronavirus happens to happen in uh, the spring, which normally we do spring cleaning. Um, it also is the time of, of um, Lent, and I actually had a hard time thinking of something to fast for Lent, and I wasn't fasting anything, um, just because I couldn't think of anything to do. And if you know me, the one thing that I really cannot deal without is people. I just love big, ginormous crowds of people all the time, tons of noise, just a football arena is like my happy place. I want to be there all the time. I just love it. I love the energy that happens when, you know, um, people are all together. So I have now been put in uh, a, a situation where I am going to fast people. <laughs> um, and it's going to be very difficult for me. Very, very difficult. And I've struggled this past week. And you can ask people at home, um, Laura and Isaiah. Because I just, I just love being around people, you know. Um, and so I was thinking about spring, springtime and spring cleaning. And, I'm, and the focus was, since we are at home, um, what, what priorities would be here um, for us if this were our everyday circle? Um, I'm a teacher, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. And at a Christian school... And so a lot of times I get to partner with parents and families as their children um, are growing up. And that's a really cool thing to do. Um, but then that I think that my job is a supplement to the home design, not the, you know, obviously I'm not anybody's parent at school or spiritual, number one spiritual guide. But this um, time has kind of caused us to be at home and everyone's situation is a little bit different, but if you are at home or if you do have more time with your family, the first part, the first point that I think we can kind of uh, meditate on and think over is what spiritual spring cleaning can we do um, at home, just like we would do if it was, you know, cleaning or redecorating our house or cleaning out an old closet? Um, because when we're working all the time, we don't have time to do deep cleaning. But since we are, a lot of us are stuck at home or, or have more allotments of time at home than we normally would, in a spiritual sense, what can we do to really focus on our own families and, and clean our own homes up 
as and, and take that role head on as the, the number one spiritual guide for our family. Um, and I think this is a really, really important point, regardless of the size of your family. Um, if you have a big family, obviously it's a lot to do. Um, if you have a small family, then it's just you and God. Um, but regardless of the size, the priority is, am I cleaning out a, a, an old closet that has cobwebs in it because I haven't had time to really get there and spend time with God in this way or, or go through a new chapter in the Bible or read this book or um, just think about my daily routine and how God is placed in that. And in this time where we are told you cannot be around tons of people, you have a little more time to make that a priority. Um, so that's something that I think everybody should take. First prayer point is, God, show me somewhere um, that I have in my house, my spiritual house, that has cobwebs in it because I haven't had time to really get to it. I have to work. I, life is life, and I, I can't stop. Um, the other great point I think about this is because there's worry that's around us, we have the... Um, the inheritance from the mercy of God that kind of charges us to take hold of our family, to say, there is a lot to worry about around, you know, but we are going to take our own priority to put God first as a family. And there's a serious reason to pray. It's not like I'm doing it just because I have the time or just cleaning for no sake. I mean, I really have a real reason to seek God, to really put God first, to open up a new chapter and understand it in a way that I haven't had time to do before. So I want to put, the first point, I want to put a little bit of um, challenge to all of us to say, what are my home rhythms? What am I really doing on a daily uh, daily uh, schedule with my family that I'm not relying on my church? I'm not relying on my the people in my life, my community groups or my, you know, whatever it is that supplements your spiritual life. If all of those were pushed away, Right. What do we have, you know, what do you have, what do I have in my family that shows I'm trying to really mature myself in the Lord? Um, so I think that's the first prayer point. Um, second prayer point is what everybody's been doing and exactly what uh, Pastor Anthony said in the beginning. Once we kind of get our family in, in sorts, the next one is each one reach one. Um, and I think the point of that is you're, you're, obviously looking out to see who in the world needs hope that's what everybody needs and especially right now with this um, pandemic we need to look out and go man god where where can i um invest my time or invest my my thoughts invest my energy in a way where i'm still at home safe but giving um that's exactly what jesus came for <laughs> that's the whole mission is to go out into the world um, I think it's great to start with your neighbors. We, Laura and I were uh, doing a walk the other day, um, this week, and we met a guy in our neighborhood, John, and of course we were at a safe distance, right? Definitely using wisdom, but we never met John. I had no time to meet John in my neighborhood. And this was the first time I, he, was out, he was out in his yard and he was you know, trying to stay busy, an older man, and moving rocks from, you know, into his yard. And it was like, man, with my regular day schedule, I do not have time. I mean, I, I commute from home to work, so I don't have time to know anyone in my immediate neighborhood. And this provided time for me at least to know his name. Now it's like, okay, well, I can start praying for him. I can pray for his family. I can see if there's anything he needs in the time that I have off where I can't go back to work. Um, and so that's the second most important part is really thinking, man, now that my 
house is in order to an extent where I'm, I'm focusing on keeping my immediate needs spiritually satisfied, how do I take that out to the next step and go, Lord, who else needs help? Um, and so um, if you have a story or a testimony or something, please send those in and it'd be awesome. We're going to post those um, on the church page to provide encouragement. Because um, that's what everybody, nobody needs to, to, to know how bad things are just so that we can be more scared. That doesn't help anybody. What helps is hope. What helps is a cure. What helps is encouragement. What helps is people thinking selflessly when they can be selfish and only think of themselves to go, you know what? What about my neighbor? And for sure, I believe that's exactly what um, this church restoration is bent on. Being a mobile church, um, we are always thinking outside because there is no inside to an extent you know if i'm in the theater and um we set up and we have church and we're blessing the lord great and it's fantastic and all of a sudden we tear everything down and in that theater the movie it plays and so it's like well that is no longer a holy place where god is you know um his presence is there right but if um so the, the point is like sometimes your home is it cannot be sustained all the time. So we want to get out. We want to have our mind and our heart be postured out to help. So the second prayer point is, God, help me to see my neighbor. Help me to see somebody around who I can um, give to. Um, oh, here's my, my big, I have to confess to you guys. I was a little bit excited that I would get to go home uh, and be home. Well, one, because this is our spring break. And practice. I want to practice so bad. And this week, I've not been able to. And it is, oh, I'm smiling because you know me, I smile. But it's so like, I could just completely go into a woe is me, you know, why couldn't I just play a quiet instrument that doesn't annoy everybody, you know? Uh, but, you know, that's just the truth of it. So instead of keeping all the time thinking about myself and I can't practice, you know, um, maybe even doing what I'm doing now giving encouragement outside of my own personal, you know, pity party. Um, so just same thing. If you have, everybody has a woe is me story that they could say, you know, um, and it's valid, but that doesn't change that I've been given an inheritance. You've been given an inheritance and that is what we put out and that's what we rest on. Okay. Um, uh, so here's our, our third, my third prayer point and last point. Um, pray for, pray for fulfillment of joy as we live in uncertainty. Okay, um, the word hangry is actually in the dictionary. I don't know if you guys know that. It became a joke first, but it got added to the dictionary. So hangry, of course everyone knows what that means because of the Snickers commercials. It's when you become so angry, or so hungry, that you, get, that you get angry and you become a different person. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that when your needs are not fed, that you lose your character. Um, some people think that... Our, our humanity is getting better or becoming more and more moral and things are just in the world are getting better but I just think we're getting we're able to feed ourselves better um, because the second that everything goes crazy and we're not able to feed ourselves we revert right back to the primal instincts of like if it's you and me I'm looking out for myself you have to I you're a great person you're beautiful, you're fantastic, but I'm getting the toilet paper first, right? I mean, like, that's just the way that we all work. Um, and so what is it that really grounds our joy? What is it that really gives us a, a solid foundation 
to look out at the world when our, when we're hungry and not get angry. Um, and I just don't believe that human decency is enough to sustain us. Um, that's kind of the the chant of the day that people are like, hey, you should you should just be kind and just be generous. And it's like, yeah, but there's only, you know, three rolls of toilet paper in the Dollar General. And there's going to be a day that I need it. And, if it. and I just can't afford to share that. You know, so it just doesn't make sense to me to have that as your worldview as long term. Because as soon as there's a need and you realize you have that need, you got to make a call. And I think when everybody's trying to make those calls, decency is not how things are going to work out. So what is it that grounds us? So the prayer is, God, help me understand exactly what's going on in First Peter. Um, help me to understand that my inheritance, just like going to the theater, I said in the beginning, going to the theater or going to the movies uh, or going to out to eat, it's like, hey, I'm not paying for this. this. This is on someone else's bill. You know, like I don't have to, this is not on me. The If I don't get toilet paper right now, God is my number one supplier. I trust him. So I can I can afford to give somebody else toilet paper. Or when I go and there's a, a, a roll there, I don't have to take 17 rolls, right? Um, I can really think outside of my immediate needs and put others first. Um, and that provides joy, not, not stress, right? I have joy in that because I know that, man, God is supplying my needs. So I, I want to encourage you guys that he is supplying your needs. And as Christians, that's the hope that we are circulating around, that there's an inheritance that's kept away in heaven for you. So it can't, it, on, it's not on earth, so it cannot spoil. It's not tainted by sin or bad uh, motivation. It's kept away for you, and he is holding it because he loves us so much. Um, so those three points. First one, I'll reiterate them one more time. First is go inside your own home. Pray that you can look in your own home, um, spend some time before you rely on your church to be your your spiritual everything, that you take some more responsibility to say, this is my family. We're going to uh, be a family that honors God. We're going to be a family that lives for the Lord. There are going to be evidences in my daily life now that show that, right? Not just the fact that I go to this church or I go to this community group or I, I'm a part of this you know, Bible study club. Like Those are great, but in your own life, there's something that says, this is my spring, t- spring cleaning time. I'm, I'm moving closer to the heart of God. So that's the first one. Second one is that we, we take that first and we move it outside to our neighbor, which that's what restoration is about. And so many other churches, that's, that's the needs. We're looking out to say, each one, reach one. How can I help the needs of others? And the third point, that God would um, help us understand what would fulfill our joy correctly and sustain it, not just um, something that sounds good in the moment. Because when you're tried and when you're tested, you need something beyond just be kind. You know, you need something. You need the word of God to really stand on. So um, those are three points that uh, I'd like to encourage you guys with today. Um, Our church has three points, gospel, community, mission. Um, And I think all three of those are, are combined with that. The gospel is that... Jesus died for you. If you are listening and you don't know Jesus, he died for your sins and he wants to give you an inheritance that is kept away from he- kept it away, kept away in heaven for you. Um, if you don't know about Jesus, please contact us. Hit us up on social media because that's the way to contact everybody now. 
uh, we are, are, are excited about being able to start conversations and help supplement your uh, walk with God. So um, the gospel is the, the good news, and there is good news for you today. Um, community, which now looks like something different, but it's the same principle. The fact that what God has given me is to be shared with you. And so whether that is putting it on the um, our page, the restoration page, posting it on your own page, we have to live in a community that shows the grace and beauty of God. And that's what we champion here um, at our church. And, um, and then mission, which is also giving. Um, Pastor Anthony at the beginning just talked about if you have needs and there's anything that you um, need and don't know how to, please contact us because we want to find out how we can help you. Um, as well, if you have resources, please contact us because we can help try to allocate those to where they should be. And on the uh, topic of giving, um, many of you guys have um, asked about how to continue to give um, even though we're not meeting. Um, and that's encouraging because our church is a faithful church and that's just one of the many ways that we show faithfulness. Um, there's two ways. There's uh, like cyclical giving where we give in a cycle and then there's spontaneous giving. So if you are still looking to give your tithes, um, of course we have that on our website, restorationpo.com. So you can do that there. Um, and if you are used to uh, giving in the giving towers, you can mail it in if you don't want to do it online and I'll give you the address right now, but it'll also be on um, our site page. It is 1648 Taylor Road 202, and that's Port Orange 32128. And again, that'll be posted on the page so you can get that information as well. Um, but the other part is the spontaneous giving, and, and we, we can't encourage that enough. Um, I think the greatest form of faith is not the fact that we hold to our troops more than anybody else, but that we give freely to the world in need. That is what, I mean, that is the greatest gift. Everyone says, why, why are you happy? Why is there joy that you have? Why are you able to give, you know, when everyone else is taking? And I think that is the greatest um, testimony, especially right now, that the church can give, big church, uh, church, big C and little C can give. So um, we want to encourage you to uh, give spontaneously, uh, we want to tell you that we love you uh, on behalf of Restoration and that we're praying for you. Um, and uh, we're just so glad that we can continue our community in the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ through Facebook. So thank you guys so much for uh, giving me your time. Um, and thank you, Pastor Anthony, for sharing um, this platform with me. I don't take that um, lightly. I think that's a, a huge responsibility, and I, I'm very um, honored to be able to do that. And just a real quick small, if you don't have a home church, he can't do anything because I'm already on. But this guy is amazing. If you don't have a home church, guys, and you don't have um, somebody who you know who just loves God and is going to give the gospel and give his heart every day, I cannot tell you enough for Anthony Orzo and his family. Um, they are so amazing and they're such servants. So yeah, let me y'all can give, you know, give some some hearts in there because... It's so great to have a leader in a time like this and a time not like this who you feel has your best interest, who just wants to see you grow. And I'm, I'm so glad for this platform to shout it all over Facebook. Um, but, uh, okay, I'm done. I'm going to give that time up. Bless you guys. And now he has to come and follow me. So, all right. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you, Wendell, uh, for your kind words there at the end. They mean a ton to my family and I, and, and certainly for your truthful words about Jesus. And so uh, this is the time of our worship gathering where we would normally give the benediction, and I'll do that here in a second. But there is another blessing I can share with you today, and that is that we actually don't have to break anything down. So it's a pretty wonderful thing to be able to essentially just worship with each other and then not have to lug speakers around. So. I want you to think about this throughout the course of this week. Um, the essence of what Wendell said is so powerful and it's, it's just so true that the very nature of Jesus, what he has done for us is that at a time when he could have put himself before others, he opted to put every other human before himself when he went to the cross for us. Um, I like to say this, and this is not my original language, but uh, the story of Jesus is a man who disadvantages himself regularly to advantage others. And so this week, remember, love God with all your heart, soul, and your might. Love your neighbor as yourself. We want to support you in your week, and we pray that you'll stay connected with us here uh, through these various social media platforms. I'm thankful for the technology, but I am more thankful for the theology that we are bound together uh, as one body, one hope. We have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one Jesus who connects us all together. So this week, think on that. Be encouraged. Let a sound mind and a hope in your God be the, the driving factor that steers your heart. And as you go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father in heaven, and the fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace. Amen. And share some toilet paper. <laughs>